1885. More information is available at 13thmooncenter.net, all spelled out, or 589-3063. And you're listening to WERU, FM 89.9, Blue Hill, and 99.9 in Bangor. Stay tuned for Healthy Options. Andre Bella, your host for today's Healthy Options, a program about integrative health therapies. Today we're speaking with Peggy Huddleston, author of the book, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster. Just a reminder that this is a live call-in show, so in about a half an hour we'll be opening up the phone lines for your questions and comments. That call-in number is 866-625-9378. Peggy Huddleston is a pioneer in mind-body medicine. Her writing and groundbreaking research focus on the ways positive emotions and the human spirit speed healing. She developed five steps to prepare for surgery using mind-body techniques. Research shows they significantly reduce anxiety before surgery, lessen the use of pain medication by 23 to 50 percent, and speed healing. Her book, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster, A Guide to Mind-Body Techniques, and its companion relaxation CD or MP3, give people facing surgery a way to go from feeling anxious to feeling peaceful, a state proven to speed healing. She trains healthcare professionals to give her one-hour Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster workshop. Huddleston is a psychotherapist, researcher, and graduate of Harvard Divinity School, where her study focused on what individuals can do emotionally and spiritually to speed their physical healing. Welcome, Peggy. It's wonderful to have you back again on Healthy Options. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think maybe we should just start right in with you talking a little bit about your book, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster. And how do, how does it help someone who's facing, none of us really look forward to surgery, I know, I just had surgery, but um, how can people use your book to face surgery with a more positive attitude? Well, I, um, Andre, I developed five steps to prepare for surgery because I was working with clients who were facing surgery and they were highly, highly anxious and I saw they had nothing except the surgeon saying, oh, I'll take care of you, don't worry. And that wasn't working. So I found that if I, I developed these five steps, and I, I, would you like me to explain what they are yes, one by yes. one? Yes, yes. All right. Well, I, the person uses a, a relaxation CD, or they can download it as an MP3, and it guides them from a state of anxiety into deep peacefulness and feeling peaceful strengthens their immune system, and creates the biochemistry that enhances healing. Most importantly, what it's doing is it gives a person a way to shift themselves out of the dreaded fear into going, ah, oh, I feel like myself again. I feel peaceful. And, and that's step one. And then once they're deeply relaxed, they now have access to their unconscious mind. And then in that state, they're guided through Uh, thinking of a person or pet who's easy to love, because our heart creates a field of energy that surrounds our whole body and places every cell in peace and harmony. So again, they shift themselves into an even deeper state of peacefulness. And then in that state, they go through three end results for their outcomes of their surgery. One is that after surgery, they're saying to a friend 
or family member, I feel comfortable because their first concern is, uh, is there any pain? Then they imagine a scene when they're at home during their recovery where they know they're healing well. They, They might be in the kitchen cooking soup or taking a short walk with their dog. And the third end result is they're doing something they love to do, which means they're totally fine. So say they're having a uh, like like a, uh, a knee joint replacement, and they love to ski, but they couldn't ski for the last year. So then they're back on the slopes, feeling the wind in their face, seeing the light sparkling in the glistening snow. And every time they worry, they go to that third end result just for a minute uh, for the weeks or days before surgery. So that's the second step is visualizing the recovery. The, the third step, Andre, is my favorite one. If they ask their friends and family to think of them for the half hour before surgery when they're in the holding area at the hospital and wherever their friends are around the country to wrap them in a blanket of love in their thoughts. And if you get about 20 people to do this, the person says, oh, I felt this peace just wrap around me. For people who have large support groups, maybe it's a teacher in a school and you get all the kids to do it in all the classes, and you have 50, 50 people thinking of you and wrapping you in a blanket of love, those people will say, I felt more love than I've ever felt in my life. And then they can reconnect that feeling anytime to continue feeling it. Uh, so that's, that's my favorite third step. The fourth step is, the, is using healing statements. There's a page in the book that they cut out and give the anesthesiologist and say, could you say these to me as I go under the anesthesia and during surgery? And if they say, oh, sure, we're glad to, you say, fine. If they say, oh, no, I say, well, then could you ask a nurse in the operating room to do that? And could I meet her? Uh, and these are statements that our research shows reduces the use of pain medication by 23 to 50%. And a patient says, well, can I really ask someone to do this? And I say, yep, the patient's bill of rights, which every hospital has, gives you the legal right as the patient to make a request that's reasonable and the hospital has to comply. So hospitals like in in Boston or Brigham and Women's, they offer my program for free to patients. They uh, have 20 nurses trained by me at NYU Medical Center, New York City, they have a department of six holistic nurses who give a one-hour prepare-for-surgery workshop, and they use the book and relaxation CD. Uh, in California, Kaiser Permanente, they offer to program. It's used by hospitals around the country, but if any of your listeners are going to a hospital where it's not used, they're, they're, they're glad to do it. And the, the uh, fifth step is just asking the anesthesiologist right before surgery, can you or a nurse say these healing statements. So those are the five steps I developed. Well, I I, um, I have to say that um, we had you here on Healthy Options a, a few years back. And when I was preparing for the show back then, I was reading the book. I read it thoroughly and I listened to the tapes um, several times. Uh, but I just had surgery myself, and so I've been revisiting uh, the book and the whole process from a patient's point of view, which is really quite quite different. And I have to say that just as you were 
talking about the steps. I got a little teary-eyed when you came to step three because um, that was such an emotional thing for me that so many people would support me, and I really did feel that support right before I was I was going into the operating room. And what did, what did you What did you feel? Uh, well, what was the um, feeling. I think that I would say that during the whole process, and, and I will say to, to listeners that, first of all, this is probably the most uh, user-friendly book I, I've ever read because Peggy has spelled out um, every detail that I think crossed my mind, certainly, um, weeks before surgery. And I think that was very comforting for me because this is not a book written as uh, an academic statement or for medical people. This is really written for people who are really going to have surgery. So um, I started with listening to the tapes about two weeks before. And I think because of that, I was experiencing this very peaceful state that you talked about in the five steps. And I did send out an email about uh, that nice, fuzzy, pink blanket. So that by the time I got to the hospital and by the time I was ready to go into the operating room, I was experiencing this wonderful flow of love and peace. And I can say that I, I, have, I have never, other than having my tonsils out when I was six years old, uh, I have never had any kind of surgery in my lifetime. And I was not the least bit anxious ever during the whole process. And I really think that your book had a lot to do with that. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm thrilled. That's wonderful, Andre. It, it, it's very different when you experience it from the personal personal point of view. So um, I think in the five steps, as, as you explain in the book, um, talk a little bit about the CD, the relaxation tape, and how, how a person would use that to prepare for surgery. Yes. Well, uh, and if your listeners, even if they're not having surgery, but if they have headaches or migraines or insomnia, they can use my relaxation CD. Or if they're uh, tech savvy and use MP3s, they can download it uh, from my book's website at healfaster.com. It downloads in one minute into their email. So they, um, they listen to it twice a day, say if they're facing surgery. They listen to it twice a day or more. It shifts them out of feeling anxious into feeling peaceful. And, in fact, I did a research study at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center with the chief of medicine, Dr. Russ Phillips, at the Harvard Teaching Hospital, in Boston, and he said, this is helping our patients so much having surgery, but let's see, would this even help patients who are hospitalized and not having surgery, but who are anxious? And most of the patients in our study had been uh, readmitted to the hospital because they had a reoccurrence of cancer. So that's a very anxious group of patients. And we just had them listen to the relaxation, which is 20, 25 minutes, twice a day in their room, get deeply relaxed, and then we found uh, that they used less medication for anxiety, had decreased in just two days. They uh, also had a significant drop in heart rate, which is what you want when you're anxious, your heart's racing. And 100% of the subjects, the people in the study said 
did recommend this for everyone in, who was hospitalized. So uh, now if someone has insomnia, they're the ones who always say, I start listening to your relaxation and I fall asleep. I said, well, good. Isn't that what you want? I said, so, so, um, I, so it has three tracks on it. So that person would want to listen to track three, get in bed, turn off the lights, put on the tr- third track if they're using the CD or the second track if it's the MP3, get deeply relaxed and let themselves fall asleep in the middle of it. Uh, if they had used the first track, then they would fall asleep and then track two would come on and wake them up, which they don't want. They're happily asleep. So that's great. Mm-hmm. If someone has a headache, they listen to any of the tracks, just get deeply relaxed and the headache because the reduced anxiety and tension that relax the muscles in their neck and shoulders that's causing the headache, and their headache will go away. And if they have migraines, they'd want to use it twice right in a row. The first time, about 85% or all of the migraine will go away, and then use it immediately another again, and the rest will go away. You know, I just worked with a eight-year-old little boy who was having migraines, and his mother said, can you help us? Um, he, he gets to school, and he, he keeps having to go to the nurse's office because he's got a terrible migraine, and and we've checked out all the options. He doesn't have a brain tumor, although scary things could be causing aren't involved, but uh, he's missing so much school. And so he was so cute. I... I uh, guide him through the relaxation. He felt what it was like to get deeply relaxed. And then his mother would play the relaxation CD for him every night before he went to sleep. So he got used to getting deeply relaxed and should lie down in the other bed in the bedroom and get relaxed too. And then uh, when I met with him a week later, uh, he had this big grin on his face. He said, I started to get that migraine in math class today. And he said, um, I just closed my eyes and remembered your words, and I made it go away. And he was so excited. Uh, so yeah. this can be used for any any age in reducing tension, headaches, migraines. And, you know, mainstream medicine says that 90% of illness in this country is caused by stress. So really people who are listening who are aware that they're stressed uh, to avoid having an illness develop, they want to start learning to get deeply relaxed and live in that state, not just visit it. I have people who say, oh, well, I meditate twice a day, but they're a wreck and stress the rest of the day. Um, so it's really important for a person to learn how to shift themselves into a deep state of peacefulness and learn to live that way. Oh, I think that's a great point about making this a part of your whole life, not during the time when you're either listening to tapes or or you're meditating, because I think that's very typical in our American culture that that, that, that happens. Um, we're listening. Uh, this is Healthy Options, and this morning on WERU, we're listening to uh, talking with Peggy Huddleston about her work about Preparing for Surgery in her book, uh, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster, A Guide of Mind-Body Techniques. Uh, While you were talking about the eight-year-old boy who was uh, 
dealing with his migraines, it reminded me of when I was listening to the tapes. I had listened to them before a couple of years ago. And so when I sat down to listen to them this time, I'm lying in my bed and I'm thinking, part of my mind is saying, you've heard these tapes before. This is repetitious. You don't really want to hear these again. And then the funniest thing was that there was this other part of my brain that was totally non-academic, rational, that kind of popped up and said, keep quiet, Andre. We like this. We love Peggy's words. We just want to hear Peggy's words. And that happened over and over again. And it really it really made me laugh. But there's something very soothing and wonderful about your voice. And I also think, as that little boy experienced, it's it's easy to remember and to reactivate that in your brain, even when you're not listening to the tapes, which I think is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, for sure. So... Give us a little background about how you got interested in doing this. Well, it was because I had a bunch of clients in about a three-week period showing up in my office saying, I am so stressed because I'm having surgery, and what can I do? So out of their need, I created these five steps to prepare for surgery. And if they would use them, they'd come back and say, oh, I've gotten so relaxed, I made it, and then the day was the day of tape recordings, it was 20 years ago, and uh, they said, I just, I just listen to this, and I fall asleep, and I can relax during the day, I feel so much better, and then they'd come back and say, after surgery, I was so peaceful in the holding area, I felt all this love wrapping around me, it was wonderful, and in fact, I healed faster and left the hospital a day earlier, and then they'd say, and my surgeon, when he checked me a month after surgery, said, my surgical wound, it healed faster than it's ever seen. So they kept saying, you've got to put this in a book. So when I finished my graduate study at Harvard Divinity School, I said, okay, now's the time to write that book. So I wrote the book, and uh, I'm very blessed. It's become a bestseller, and it's used at more and more hospitals around the country. It's like uh, what I wrote 20 years ago is now what the world's caught up with. People want to use mind-body techniques to reduce anxiety. And I'm uh, just so grateful there's so many hospitals that have embraced it. I, I, uh, when, I, when the book first came out, I would talk to friends who were gynecologists, and they'd say, wow, this is amazing. These patients are, are were women having total abdominal hysterectomies, and she, they say they leave the hospital a day sooner, they're using 50% less pain medication in the hospital. And when they go home, they take the prescription for Percocet, but they don't fill it. They keep listening to the, the relaxation. Because that, of course, when you relax, it reduces the uh, impulse of the nerve pathways to the brain. The C nerve fibers and the delta nerve fibers are inhibited, and that reduces pain. And they'd say, this is amazing. And I, so then I'd ask other doctors, they'd say, well, you should let me know how it is with someone preparing for knee joint replacement. That's more challenging than a hysterectomy. Of course, these were all men who were saying this. The women who had had the hysterectomies thought it helped tremendously. But the, the doctors who were surgeons said, do research with knee joint replacement. So I went over to the New England Baptist Hospital and met with Dr. Ben Bierbaum, who was then the chief of orthopedic surgery at the Baptist, 
and famous for doing hip joint replacements. He was the, you know, the, the golfer Jack Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Nicholas picked him to do his hip replacement. And I, luckily for me, his wife, Ben Beerbaum's wife, was saying, Ben, you do the best in Western medicine for hip replacements, but you should be showing your patients how to use mind-body techniques. And so he had heard this for several years. So when I said, I want to do a study using my book and relaxation CD with patients having knee joint replacement, he said, absolutely, let's do it. So we did that study, and we found that patients who used the book, the re- then, the, then the relaxation tape, started using it two weeks before surgery and had a one-hour prepare for surgery, heal faster workshops, guiding them through the steps that the book guides them through that they actually healed faster and were discharged from the New England Baptist Hospital 1.3 days sooner than patients in the control group not using the program. That's and, amazing. That's Hospitals must love that. Well, yes, because it meant a cost savings to the hospital of about $3,200 per patient. And if you multiply that times, um, let's say if a hospital does... 500 knee joint replacements or 1,000, it's over a million dollars cost savings a year for uh, any kind of hospital doing just the normal amount of knee and hip replacements they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Um, well, we, you touched a bit on the use of uh, pain medication after surgery and how those healing statements uh, lessen the use of that medication. And also, um, how does it reduce the nausea? That oh, some is, people I lo- feel I love after. this part. I'm so glad you asked. On the page of healing statements, there's this third statement that they say to the patient just towards the end of surgery. They'll say, following this operation, you will be thirsty for, and the patient's filled in the blank with what they want to be thirsty for, chicken soup or jasmine tea. And they repeat that five times, and then the person, it goes right into their unconscious mind because the patient is highly suggestible because they're still under the influence of anesthesia. And as a result, they wake up in the recovery room saying, I, I want my chicken soup. <laughs> and if you're hungry mm-hmm. for chicken soup, you have zero nausea. So that's how it reduces oh. nausea da- down to zero. And then also, yeah. they have to urinate right away. Because there's a statement they're saying, and you'll urinate easily. And the nurses in the recovery room are amazed because they say patients wake up smiling and they they want their chicken soup and they want to urinate right away and they're not patients aren't stuck in the recovery room waiting for hours and hours until they finally urinate well i you know i i found this whole process amazing in the surgery i just had a hip replacement 6 weeks ago and what i also love about the book is that you really explain also how to talk to your doctor how to talk to the anesthesiologist, because a, a lot of doctors are beginning to use this, but it's kind of a new thing. I, I found that when I asked my surgeon about it, he was highly supportive of it. He said, we are beginning to get more and more patients that are asking for this kind of thing, although we don't have too many right now. So I felt like I was contributing to... Um, helping him be more familiar of how this worked. The anesthesiologist was wonderful. He said, yes, I can do this. I understand the whole process. 
I mean, you even go so far as to say if you have your MP3 player there with you and you can listen to these tapes during the surgery. I mean, little things like putting a piece of tape on the volume control of your MP3 player so that that doesn't get changed during the surgery. I mean, I think you've kind of thought of, thought of everything. So I would encourage listeners, if you are going to surgery, to just look into this and certainly see if you think it would work for you. I had a very positive experience. You know, I learned something just, just a few months ago about the healing statements because there's a blank spot for the fourth healing statement where a person can add whatever it is they'd like to add. Oh, yeah, so talk it, about that. Yeah, yeah so they were, so they, it said uh, during the end of surgery, but it's a time when they're highly suggestible, like in hypnosis. And I, this came up when I had a client who was facing surgery at Brigham Women's Hospital, and she said, uh, when I grew up, my mother was very abusive to me. Uh, I've done tons of therapy all my life, but I still don't feel lovable, and I still don't feel loved. And I said, well, there's a way you could use the surgery to help this. You could ask them to say to you, towards the end of surgery, right on your page of healing statements, a belief that she said, I know I, know I am love. I know I'm the beloved child of God. She said, that's my personal belief. But she said, I don't feel lovable. I said, well, then would you like to write something like, um, and they'll say to you, while you're unconscious, so it goes right into your unconscious mind, you are the beloved child of God and you feel deeply, deeply loved by God. And she said, yes, yes, that's right. She said, I've been studying A Course in Miracles and that's everything I believe, but I don't feel it. So she had them say this to her at the end of surgery and she called me and said, Peggy, I've been swimming in love. I feel what it's like to just feel surrounded by God's love. She said, this has changed my life. That's amazing. Yeah, so there's an opportunity for someone to kind of design their own part of the healing statements that works for them personally? Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, what about... um, if you have a child, if a parent has a child that's going to have surgery, how how would you use this process? How could the parent facilitate this for their child? You know, just as I finished writing my book, my son Sam, when he was 10 and a half, needed to have a hernia surgery, which is a really simple surgery. But I watched as a mother how anxious I became. And so I wrote this chapter based on my own experience on how to prepare a children for surgery. And it's all about you just get the parents using the book and relaxation CD because if you have calm parents, you automatically have a calm child. So Mm -hmm. Sam's father, the psychiatrist, he and I just used what I had just written, got very deeply peaceful and relaxed about it, kept imagining the third end result that Sam was going to be fine. And uh, he never never worried. But when we got to Children's Hospital the morning of, of... the surgery, the anesthesiologist, uh, first the surgeon came in and said, now you have to sign the informed consent. And he began to read it out loud in front of my son. And Sam, Mm -hmm. is at that point, was curled up in his father's arms, peacefully relaxed. And when he heard all the horrible possible side effects that have one in a million chance of happening, he suddenly looked like a deer caught in the headlights. 
And so I kept trying to pull the surgeon out of the room, say, no, no, not in front of my son. Say this to me privately outside. So you mm-hmm. want to uh, arrange that the parent signs a consent form so the child doesn't hear any of the possible things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that was a very good learning lesson. Then the anesthesiologist came in, and I had asked if I could go into the operating room and to hold his hand as he went under the anesthesia. And I, he came in, and he, the anesthesiologist said, Well, Sam, both your parents can't go in there. You're going to have to decide which parent's going to have to do it. And I said, No, no, he, he doesn't have to choose. I'm the one. So I put on those scrubs that you wear in the operating room and walked down the hallway with Sam, and he got up on the operating room table and lifted him up. And he was, as he's lying down ha- having the anesthesia, it was so sweet. The last thing I felt was him squeezing my hand as he went under the anesthesia. So parents, many hospitals now, if you ask, will let, um, let parents do that. But the whole key is having the parents be deeply peaceful. And then they'll ask their friends and family to wrap their child in a blanket of love for the whole half hour before surgery. And even if surgery is delayed, that feeling of peacefulness will stay with the child. Uh, there is a section that, that uh, part of the book where you learn to talk to a part of your body. And there's a little girl in, um, in Maine who was having her tonsils out and they had guided her through, well, let's show you how to talk to your throat to see what comforting feeling it wants you to give it to heal after surgery. And so she would talk to her throat and said, well, it wants me to put my hand on it and give it love. And she put her hand on her throat and give it love. And a week later, they said to her, well, could you set the diet? She was all recovered and fine at home. And they said to her, well, uh, could you set the dining room table for dinner? And she sort of dramatically paused and said, well, let me ask my throat if that's all right. (laughs) Um, I want to remind our listeners that this morning we're fortunate enough to have Peggy Huddleston with us talking about um, her book, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster. This is a live call-in show, and it is the half hour, so we're opening up the phone lines to your calls. And that number for call-in is 866 625 9378. So please do call us with your questions and comments for Peggy. And if you are having surgery anytime uh, soon, you might want to ask her some specifics on how to deal with the healing statements and what might work for you personally. Okay, so if we have a caller, uh, we don't have a caller, not yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, The name of the book is Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster, and it's by Peggy Huddleston. So, and I'll repeat the number. It's 866-625-9378. Just uh, one more comment about um, asking, the little girl asking her throat. Um, I thought it was interesting, too. I think I read in the book that you could also ask a part of your body how many times each day you you wanted you th- th- that part of your body wanted to be relaxed or understand that yes yeah oh yes uh, did you want me to explain that well let's hold it we do have a caller we have Duncan right. from Belfast Duncan are you on the line go ahead I am I am yeah hi hello uh, hi well uh, ten years ago I used Peggy Huddleston's book for my uh, prostatectomy at Mass General and it was so helpful. 
that as a professional, I do spiritual direction with people. I refer people to her book all the time. So I'm really thrilled that you're interviewing her and that she's still doing her thing. It's really effective, and it's uh, a great deal. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much for that comment. Yeah. Thank you. Should, thank you. should, I, hang up, should I hang up now? Or? Well, I so appreciate your... your uh calling in, and I'm so glad it was helpful to you and it's been helpful to others. It's great to hear it. It was. Yeah, I I was even able to have a private phone conversation with you uh, 10 years ago for 15 and 20 minutes, and your availability really helped. But I I gave a talk at the hospital here, Waldo Hospital, the other day, and I told people about your book. I'm really glad you're still doing this. Oh, that's wonderful. Which hospital is that? Waldo uh, Hospital, the Community uh, Wellness uh, Outreach Program, is sponsoring some talks on uh, how to talk to your doctor, and so I've been doing that. Oh, that's great, and then you said you do spiritual direction. I do, in, in the area, yeah, and often people bring body issues and health issues, so I tell them about your book. You know, in fact, I, I was... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, you. I was so relaxed, I went into my surgery that uh, a nurse walked by. She said, oh, you haven't had your anesthesia yet. I said, oh, no, I don't need it yet. I'm, I'm doing Peggy Huddleston. <laughs> oh. So, well, that's yeah, wonderful. she was mad. <laughs> and when you talk about the spiritual direction, the part that I found most moving is that yeah. people, people will say, they'll listen to the relaxation CD or MP3 twice right. a day for a week or two before surgery because all they want to do is get rid of the anxiety about surgery. But then they'll say to me, you know, I've connected, after a few weeks, they'll say I've connected with an inner peace I've never known before, and this has changed my life. And they really drop into the deep peace of their soul, and which they never knew was there, and then they'll continue listening, connecting to that for the rest of their lives. And that's the part that I've found most moving. Yes. Yeah, the, the medical event can be a transformative spiritual event. Exactly. And, uh, uh, this is a way to facilitate that. Yep. Well, good. You were the Harvard Divinity School, right? That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, I'll let the callers call in, but I'm really glad to know you're there. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Um, although your book is specifically talking about surgery, um, the use of these techniques is is far larger than that. Um, would you want to talk a little bit about how these statements, healing statements and so on, can also be used? I mean, you talked a little bit about the boy who had the migraine headaches. What about if somebody has uh, severe anxiety or chronic pain? Yes. Um, if they have severe anxiety... Listening to the relaxation CD will shift them out of anxiety into feeling peaceful. Uh, uh, they also should, if they have severe anxiety, they should check with their doctor and they should find out uh, the kind of doctor I would suggest. A, I mean, a naturopathic doctor would l- look at what are the amino, omega, um, amino acids, or maybe some of those uh, deficient if they have severe anxiety to find out what it is. but Often, severe anxiety is just caused by people having a habit of worrying. They need to learn to shift them into getting deeply relaxed and then learning to stay in that relaxed state 
if someone has chronic pain, then often a person who's facing a knee joint replacement or hip joint replacement or shoulder replacement, they can listen to the relaxation and they'll find they'll get, the pain will decrease dramatically and uh, they can use that to manage their pain while they're waiting for surgery or other other treatment. Mm -hmm. We have another caller on the line. Um, Caller, are you there? Hello? Do we have a caller? Um, well, okay. Uh, maybe if you, if you called and, and that didn't quite go through, just try us again. The number here, we're speaking with Hud- Peggy Huddleston, and she's talking about her book, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster. Um, this is Healthy Options. We're uh, doing this as a live call-in show, so please call us with your questions and comments, and that number is 866 625 9378. So there are a number of conditions uh, that this could be used for. What about something uh, if somebody had high blood pressure? Let's just say something that's real common. Yes. Um, this, as they listen to the CD twice a day, they'll notice that their blood pressure drops right down because uh, that's caused by stress and anxiety. So that's a very good way uh, to drop, get blood pressure to lower. And so these are all ways of what a person what they're doing with their anxiety, which is preceded by anxious thoughts, then create anxiety, which creates high blood pressure. So it helps the person learn that it empowers them to learn that if they have peaceful, calm thoughts and don't start rushing and getting stressed, that they don't have the anxiety, they feel peaceful and calm, and their blood pressure will get to a normal level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about, I mean... Uh, Blood pressure is kind of a, 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 a total body situation. What about using this for one specific part of your body? Well, this is interesting, Andre, because I've had people using uh, my book and relaxation CD to prepare for surgery, and they say use it for two weeks beforehand, getting deeply, deeply relaxed. And I remember one woman was going to Leahy Clinic in Burlington, Massachusetts, and she had some small little cysts in her throat they're going to remove and she kept um she had would get deeply relaxed and then she just put her hand on her throat and just felt uh healing energy coming from her hand into that area and she did this throughout the day whenever she'd be driving to pick up her children at school and when she was seeing her red light she just put her hand in her throat for that minute she was at the red light and feel the healing energy and after doing this in her case, for three weeks, when her surgeon opened up the area, the nodules had just disappeared. So we can give healing energy to any part of our body, and always there's usually an emotion this part of our body uh, wants to feel. Um, Although I have to say I had a humbling experience to know that everything isn't emotional. Um, I've been helping my brother recover from a stroke, and in the beginning, he had to have a wheelchair, and I'm, I've always just been really strong, and I was lifting and heaving the thing in and out of the back of my station wagon when we'd have to take him to a doctor's appointment. And, oh, boy, for the first time, I felt it was like to have my back go out. And uh, I went crawling to a, this wonderful person who's a healer and a chiropractor, and she would just feel, and she said, oh, this is out, and she, she would just gently slide the things back into place. 
and it was like, whoa, it isn't, it isn't all emotional. There's some things that are very physical. So it's really combining, combining these te- techniques or, you know, using all the tools in your toolbox that you have. Exactly. It's using the best uh, of everything, the best of allopathic medicine along and empowering the person to, because when I was at Harvard Divinity School, I was able to design my own course of study. And I was studying what people can do emotionally and spiritually to speed their physical healing process. And we have such an ability to influence that, and, and that's what's totally 100% in our control. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, well, I also want to talk a little bit about where your uh, research and all is going into the future, because things have really evolved quite a bit since we last had you on the show a few years ago. I mean, we've still got um, your book, which is being used more and more in the medical professions. Oh, we have another caller on the line. We have Susan from Goolsboro. Susan, go ahead. Hi there. I just wanted to thank Peggy. I used her book. Uh, It's almost 15 years ago now. I had a four-hour huge orthopedic surgery on my foot that I was quite anxious about beforehand and uh, used the book in the time leading up to it, Uh, had the nurse anesthetist read the healing statements. My surgeon kind of poo-pooed it a little bit, but, you know, he didn't object. And, um, you know, after the fact, uh, he was actually, I think, kind of impressed. (laughs) And uh, I found it tremendously helpful, and I've recommended it to many people since then, and I just wanted to say thank you for your work. Oh, well, thank you so much. I so appreciate your calling. I'm so glad it was was helpful for you, Susan. Yeah, it really was. And uh, I, I think I might need to get the... All I all I have is an old tape. It's that long ago. So I think I might need to get the the new uh, the new sound files for uh, future reference. Well, it downloads in one minute if you go to the book's website at healfaster.com dot com and click on to order. It will download in one minute right into your email, and then you just have to uh, pull it into iTunes library, and then from there download it to any of your devices, and you've got it forever. Nice. That's great. Well, thank you for all that you do, and I'm so glad you're here talking to us on Healthy Options. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for your call. So I hope that people listening, we try on Healthy Options to bring you um, things that will be really, really helpful to you personally. And um, just listening to the comments of the callers is, is really quite interesting. And I think that more and more doctors and more and more hospitals seem to be coming on board with with a lot of mind-body techniques that were not discussed before, were kind of poo-pooed as, as being something alternative. Um, I think we're headed towards more of these things becoming more and more mainstream. That certainly was my experience. I, uh, I had my surgery at Mercy Hospital in Portland, and I felt that all the medical people that I dealt with there were, were on board. And I'll just put in this little side uh, story about my personal experience in the holding room where I was getting all the wonderful um, uh, thoughts and so much love in that wonderful pink blanket of love the half hour before my surgery. I was so relaxed and I was talking with the anesthesiologist and we had a plan that he would 
uh, you know, be reading the statements and that I would put the earbuds in on my iPod and push start. And then once I was, uh, you know, unconscious, he would make sure that 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 iPod stayed, tape it onto my hospital gown. And I felt good about having a plan. So we went into the operating room and I was uh, sitting on the edge of the operating table waiting for them to give me the anesthesia. And I'm sure they maybe had given me something else to relax a little bit. But I was so relaxed that I went right out before they ever gave me the real anesthesia. (laughs) So afterwards... um, Afterwards, the doctor said to me, you know, Andre, uh, you're a real lightweight. You scared the nurse half to death. But that's how relaxed I was. Um, we do have another phone call. Um, this is someone from Islesboro. Are you there, Islesboro? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, have, I have a cold. I should talk to my throat. Uh, <clears> throat> um, uh, yeah, you were about to get into what the research is and what's happening now and what's changed. And I'd love to, to get back to that and, and hear about that. Oh, sure. Uh, Well, I've also done a research study at the Leahy Clinic in Burlington, Massachusetts. I'm going to get off. You don't need me here to this. Thank you. Okay, thanks Thanks for your question. So you want to know more about the research. Uh, At the Leahy Clinic in Burlington, Massachusetts, a nurse in the pre-admissions department, Mary Waters, was always recommending the book, and I have a two-day training I give healthcare professionals, and they saw how much it was helping patients reduce anxiety before surgery, and they were healing faster, but she wanted to do a randomized controlled trial to document that. And with the chief of colorectal surgery at the Leahy Clinic, uh, they did a study, randomized controlled trial, with 56 patients. They used my book uh, two weeks before surgery, the book and the relaxation CD, twice a day for two weeks before surgery. And then she, by phone, gave the patients a one-hour prepare for surgery, heal faster workshop guiding them through my five steps to prepare for surgery. And they found that those patients actually healed faster, uh, so much faster than those in the control group, that the patients were discharged from the hospital 1.6 days sooner than the controls. And it was a cost savings to Leahy Clinic of $3,200 per patient. And also that the patients had significantly less anxiety before surgery. They... Following surgery, by the second day at home, they were using 60% less pain medication, and also they had significantly less depression, irritability, and insomnia. I'm hearing we, myself echo. We, have, we have another caller on the line. We have uh, Bob from Brooksville. Are you there, Bob? I am. Go right ahead. Okay, Peggy, I'm just so glad to hear you on this program. Um you helped me immensely 20 years ago, and I'm just so glad to hear that you're still doing this wonderful work. Well, uh, thank you. How was it helpful for you, Bob? Well, uh, my experience was I had uh, spinal stenosis, uh, nerves uh, being pushed on by uh, some bone spurs in my spinal canal, and I was going to have to have a laminectomy, and just severe, extremely severe pain, and uh, became very fearful. And... Um, surgery was delayed for a couple of reasons and the pain got worse and I went online heard all these stories about how things went wrong and so I was I was very fearful and um, somebody recommended your book and I just read it absorbed it and um, long story short um, there was two things I asked for one was no negative talk during the surgery 
I'd had a partner that had a kind of metaphysical experience where she, during a surgery, could hear all the discussion, negative discussion during surgery, and it was very unsettling to her, which I heard a comment on uh, earlier on your show. And then uh, the second thing was I decided I wanted to play um, a beautiful reinforcing uh, meditation tape during the surgery, and I talked to the anesthesiologist. He was willing to do that and change the tape, and um, the surgery went extremely well. Um, (laughs) And uh, I remember that you know, I just recovered so quickly. I called about one month afterwards uh, and asked if it was okay if I went dancing. Oh. <laughs> and they said they've never had anybody call in one month after the surgery and ask if they could go dancing. So uh, thank you so much for your work, and um, I'll, um, I'll pull it off the bookshelf and uh, start recommending it to others. Thank you so much. Um with with that um, uh, comment too, Peggy, uh, this you are doing ongoing many many interesting things. And talk a little bit about your opening your heart workshop. Yes, um, I I've, my work just keeps evolving, and I found uh, when people use my book to prepare for surgery that they begin to talk about a deep peacefulness they feel before surgery and afterwards. And many people will say, "Well, it's the peace I know." the peace of my own soul. This has changed my life. And I have a wonderful workshop that I teach as a webinar so people can take it online uh, by phone or using the Internet called Open Your Heart Workshop. And it's to show them, it starts out by first showing them how to reduce stress, uh, how to fall asleep if they have insomnia, just, just reduce stress and shift in to the peace of their soul. And then as we continue doing that, uh, I guide them through uh, relaxation. I show them how to talk to their heart because their heart's wisdom will tell them how to feel the flow of love that's deeply there. I, and you know when you're in nature and you feel a sense of peace and a sense of oneness, it's that, mm-hmm. it's that feeling that they're learning to deepen into so they can live in that peacefulness. And often there are ways that we're protecting our hearts. So... In one of the guided relaxations, they'll get deeply relaxed and talk with their heart and ask, is there a way it's been uh, protecting itself from being hurt and how to remove those blocks so they can feel more love? And if they want to rekindle the love in a relationship with a partner or a family member, how to do that? And, and also if they have a health challenge, like maybe they have a white blood cell count that needs boosting, uh, or they, or maybe they're dealing with cancer, and it's really important for them to strengthen their immune system. But what about people who have had chemotherapy? Well, uh, especially if they've had chemotherapy, uh, because it means they have cancer, they need to learn to get deeply relaxed, because when you're relaxed, your immune system's on the front burner. And when we're stressed, our immune system is put on the back burner and suppressed. And often when people get cancer, it's because for a number of years they've been under long-going stress, and so they need to learn to shift out of stress into feeling peaceful because a healthy immune system will get rid of about a million cancer cells in one minute. It's that powerful, but a person has to be deeply relaxed for their immune system to be functioning at the maximal level. So uh, I've had some amazing experiences 
showing people how to shift into this deep state of love, to use it just because they want to feel more love, and others use it because they may have a medical condition they need to heal or learn to get their immune system really strong. So people could go to my website at healfaster.com and read about the webinar I'm giving. It starts March 13th, but this Sunday evening uh, at, I think it's 5 o'clock, on the website it explains, I'm doing a half-hour talk uh, online or by phone people can listen to describing the Open Your Heart workshop. And it's all about how to feel the peace and love of your soul or how to use love to speed the healing of a medical condition. And it's my favorite workshop to teach. And it's really, Andre, where my work has evolved to because people, like the different people who have called in, will talk about how peaceful they felt before surgery and how much faster they healed. Well, because they had gotten so relaxed before surgery, they now were creating the biochemistry of healing. So I love showing people who need to heal something how to do that and hopefully not need surgery, uh, or if they're dealing with cancer, it's vital that they get deeply relaxed so their immune system is strong. And then there's a quick way a person can find out if they're stressed or not. They can just put... Unless they're outside in Maine and it's cold because they don't have gloves on, if they're inside in a warm house, if they just put their hand, the palm of their hand, on their cheek, when a person's relaxed, their hand will be as warm or warmer than their face. Uh, If they're really stressed, they're going to have cold fingers because when we're stressed, our body uh, pulls the blood from our extremities, from our hands and our toes, get ready to fight or to run away when the fight-or-flight response is triggered. And so I, I show a person uh, how to get deeply relaxed and learn to live in that state because uh, then the healing goes on naturally in the body and they learn to live in a deep state of relaxation. But my favorite part is that they learn to really deepen into that feeling of peace, peacefulness. And people living in my, my grandparents were from Maine. They my grandfather was a professor at the University of Maine in Arno, and I just know as a child, uh, being in Maine is my favorite place, is that feeling of being one with the trees, one with the ocean, one with the sky, that feeling of oneness, it's that state that we can learn to live in, and Maine is the is my favorite place in the country. <laughs> uh, I, I love going to Mount Desert Island in the summers. It's just, it's ext- when I get there, there's this, amazing peace that I'm just absorbed into and I just sit there and stare at the ocean. Well, and those of us who are fortunate <laughs> to live here, um, I think, uh, appreciate you saying that. And it's certainly a reminder to me to take more times during the day to, uh, to experience that, that peace. Um, this has been all too short, an hour here on Healthy Options. Peggy, um, give us the contact information, again, both for your website and the book and also for um, your workshop. Yes, the website is www.healfaster.com. That's all one word, H-E-A-L-F-A-S-T-E-R.com. And on the website, uh, they can click on Open Your Heart Workshop. It describes that um, so they can re- read all about it and listen to the talk that I'll give Sunday evening. And if they have questions, just send me an email uh, so I, we can find a time to talk and I can be of help. I also do individual 
counseling sessions uh, to help people prepare for surgery or or any, any way else I can be helpful. We have one quick last call-in. Um, are you there, Yo? Uh, can we Hi, just... yes. I'd yes. like to amplify that last point. We do live in a beautiful place, and I'd like to share a technique that I use to reduce stress. It's sort of like stop and smell the roses, except I call it taking a micro-vacation. That sounds great. Don't just drive by. Pull over, stop for a few minutes, kick off your shoes, dib dabble your toes a little bit, and take advantage of this beautiful resource that we have. Thank you for putting on this program, and thank, thank you, you to yeah. everyone for supporting Community Radio. And and thank you, Peggy, so much for, for being with us. It's very heartening to have people call in and say how much they appreciate your work. And I certainly would like to thank you personally as well for my experience. And I'm certainly open if anyone would like to hear more about my experience. You can contact me here at WERU. And Peggy, we look forward to hearing um, more in the future of what you're doing. And uh, please, everyone, uh, if you are interested, you can go to Peggy's website. And it sounds like this Sunday night. Did you say at 5 o'clock? I think it's um, 5 or 5.30. It's right there on the website. They right, scroll down. Right. You'll see the time of the free half-hour talk about my Open Your Heart workshop. It doesn't start until... It's, it's on six Monday nights for an hour and a half starting March 13th. Wonderful. Thank you again so much. Uh, this has been Healthy Options. Please join us uh, for the first Wednesday in every month. Join us next month. And please be well and happy and have a very good day. And we will talk to you next month. Thanks very much for listening. few seconds before the hour and Melison's in the in the studio so we'll have on the wing at 11 o'clock let's take a quick look at the weather though meanwhile light snow right now in east orland 12 degrees outside 90 percent chance for the rest of the day chance of snow showers and then partly cloudy tonight with a low of 13 thursday mostly sunny 32 degrees thursday night partly cloudy uh, and eight degrees and uh, friday looks like a high of 23 and Friday night a low of 8 degrees. It's going to be a little bit on the cool side coming up, so stay warm. Support for WERU comes from our listeners and from the Penobscot Theatre Company, a nonprofit organization presenting their production Lumberjacks in Love from February 2nd through 19th at the Bangor Opera House, 9423333 or penobscottheater.org. President Trump's actions in his first days in office have been met with protests around the world and right here in Maine. On WERU's Maine Currents this week, Wednesday afternoon, February 1st from 4 to 5 o'clock, we'll look at community reactions to Trump's executive 